Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Austin Bechtold with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show on a Tuesday and a big day for Pitt Basketball. It's been a big week for Pitt Basketball. It's been a big month for Pitt Basketball. A monumental month as the Panthers have been brought back from the dead and are looking to climb a glorious mountain to make their way back to March Madness for a second consecutive season. Pitt has been fantastic over the last month plus. And honestly, if you would have asked anybody, eh, maybe at the turn of the new year, but especially in the first couple of weeks, of 2024, do you think Pitt basketball has a shot? Do they have a chance at one in five in the ACC to make the tournament? I mean, we were talking about significant, significant issues with this team. And part of the issues that they had in the first two and a half months and 17 games of the season is that their best win was at West Virginia who was net 155 overall in the net rankings. And they just need to continue to try to catch up. So Pitt right now is 3-4 and four in Claude 1 wins. My guy, my coworker George Michalowski of Pittsburgh Sports Now, put out a lot of really good numbers. This was from yesterday. 47th in the net. So Pitt plays Wake Forest tonight. And if, if you'll keep looking at Joe Winardi's updated bracketology... You know, Pitt fans are not happy right now with Joe Lenardi. Really because he hasn't been giving Pitt much of the respect that Panther fans think that Pitt deserves. Okay. Now, where are those wins for Pitt? There were none. Basically none. No quality wins until Duke. Until the Panthers went into Cameron Indoor Stadium. Blake Kinson was perfect from the three-point line. Stood up on the table, and the Panthers' season came alive. Then a win at Virginia, snapping a 23-game home winning streak for the Cavaliers. That helped make Pitt's record in quad one games three and four. Before that, it was not very good. Still under 500, but it was not very good. So Pitt is ranked higher in the net rankings than eight of ESPN's most recent bubble teams. There's a better quad one winning percentage at 43% than 11 other teams. The net ranking in quad one records for all of ESPN's latest bubble teams 
that were on the bubble as of the last couple of days, as of yesterday. Butler, 57th overall in the net. Remember, Pitts 47. They're 4-9 and nine in quad one games. Now, much bigger sample size than Pitts, seven games. Butler's played 13. Boise State at 43. Five and five. TCU, Jamie Dixon, hello, old friend, 36 in the net. Three and six overall in quad one games. Now you can wonder about, well, strength of schedule. And all. The net rankings basically factor all that in. Nebraska, Big Ten, 49th in the net. They're also three and six. Ole Miss, 65th in the net. Pitt is significantly better than them, three and five in the net. Some of these other teams like Gonzaga, Gonzaga's 23rd in the net. They're one and five in quad one games. And that's what kind of puts them on a bubble more than anything. Like St. John's is also right there with Pitt on the bubble, which honestly doesn't make that much sense. I know the Big East is really strong. Same thing with Villanova. Villanova's 34, 35th in the net, three and six overall in quad one games. St. John's is 51st in the net. They're two and nine in quad one games. So you might be wondering to yourself, okay, Austin, though, but w- what does this mean? What, what does this mean for Pitt? Like, what is, what is the net rankings? Well, this year, it's the sixth time that the NCAA has used what is called the NCAA Evaluation Tool in terms of net. And what it did is pretty much replace, it replaced RPI. Part of the 2018 and 2019 season. It's basically a tool for evaluating teams. And it's used a lot for the NCAA tournament. And how you're able to learn things with a team's value index. So it's based on game results. And it factors in the opponents, the location, who wins the game to find the team's valued index score. So a lot of it is based off of net efficiency, winning percentage, adjusted winning percentage, and scoring margin. It's basically, (laughs) it's kind of like PFF, which we... All know and love from the NFL. I want your thoughts on Pitt. 412-928-9370. Got a lot more thoughts on this as well, but got an early call. Let's go out to the lines. What's up? Good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning. Is, is it? Are you there? Yeah. What's up? What you got for me? Hey, how's it going? Listen, the reason why I called this morning, I listened to you guys on the Odyssey net, uh, yeah. online on Odyssey, and I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I want to talk about how the Pittsburgh Penguins need to be dismantled. Okay. Uh, I cannot stand to watch Malkin play hockey anymore. He doesn't back check. He doesn't do anything good. Riley Smith acts like he doesn't want to be there. And Jeff Carter, I mean, there's guys in the men's league who can skate better than him. I mean, what's your take on the Penguins? Yeah, see, Riley Smith, I kind of agree, has been invisible. He's been a disappearing act for most of the season. From what we've based Jeff Carter on the last couple of years, I think he's actually played kind of okay, and they have significant issues in the bottom six. Uh, Jeff Carter, I wouldn't bring him back, obviously, next year, but I don't think he's that big of a problem right now compared to everything else in the grand scheme of it. If you're looking at everything in a vacuum— Jeff Carter is probably issue number seven, eight, or nine. Now, Malkin, I understand where you're coming from with that. And he looks slower. 
the problem is he looks older. He is aged, yeah. and he has not aged like fine wine like Sidney Crosby has. And we can't, no, he hasn't. We can't judge. That's kind of the unfortunate part about this, having Crosby on the team and the way that he is aged, is everybody's going to start judging Latang and Malkin, and they already are, as if they are going to age like Sidney Crosby. And that's an unfortunate reality that's just not going to be the case. And Malkin has kind of just taken, you know, there's a part of me that likes to create analogies like, do you fall off a cliff or do you fall off a mountain? And Malkin is approaching mountain territory right now. It's not terrible. Like, he's not a bottom six player. He's still a very good player, but the effort is not there 100% of the time, which has always been a problem for him. But now it's a lot more noticeable as well. And nobody, nobody is scoring on this team. And no. what do you think about uh, Gensel? Do you think he's gone by the deadline? I think Crosby has a lot to do with it in terms of he wants his guy to be around, but he also probably wants Gensel to be paid. I mean, is Jake Gensel the best forward in terms of longevity? He's played with a lot of different forwards that have come in for a year. You think of the time of Gensel came in and played half the season at the trade deadline. But Jake Gensel is probably the best scoring winger that Sidney Crosby maybe has ever played with, especially for a long period of time. It would be very difficult for me to trade him, especially what are you really going to get for him in half a year? I know the Claude Giroux trade was kind of something that was thrown out there a little bit. Maybe you get a couple picks, a couple players. You're going to have to get somebody good if you trade Gensel because if not, if you trade him, you are signifying that the rebuild is on. Not, not a reload, the rebuild is on, and that you're giving up on everything else. It's kind of like what I think about Kenny Pickett. If you go and get Justin Fields, or if you trade for, if you go up and get a quarterback at 20, you are showing your cards that you are giving up on Kenny Pickett, kind of like you're giving up on the current nucleus, which the Penguins have shown no indication that they're ready to do, just like the Steelers and Pickett. Real quick, why you talked about Kenny Pickett, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Terry Bradshaw, and he was horrible for like five years. Why is everybody on Kenny Pickett? I mean, I don't get it. Well, I, I think a lot more in sports, we're impatient. We are not a society, and we are not a sports culture and a sports society that is okay to sit around and wait. We want everything now. And uh, that's just unfortunate to the detriment of Kenny Pickett right now. I'm not saying it's correct, but that's just the harsh reality of it now. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call this morning. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a good one. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the fam. Hey, what's up? Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know if you want to still talk about Sidney Crosby or not. Yeah, let's do it. This is – okay. He, um, uh, if you look at his – I was looking at his stats the other day, and the uh, for the first time in his career, he has more goals than assists. Like, And it's usually like a 2x difference. And right now he's at like 30 or 28 goals and 26 assists or something like that. He's got 31 goals. Is he at 31? 31. He he should have 60 assists based on those numbers, the career numbers. I mean, there's not a single season where he didn't have two X the assists. So, like, what is, like, there, I mean, is it Malkin not one time in the the power play goals? I mean, they need to, I mean, that's, you think at 30 goals to this team, and where what's their record? Well, they're 30th in the NHL in power play out of 32 teams. They're 30th, and yeah, it's 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 unfathomable. I mean, I don't know how that happens with three Hall of Famers. Maybe you can argue Carlson as a fourth on your power play, and I mean, 
Yarmir Yager talked about it when he was in the booth on the TV broadcast, kind of saying that they just need to simplify it. They're doing too much. They they know that they have three, four Hall of Famers out there, and they're thinking about that issue too much and thinking that they can just kind of pass the puck around to whoever and they're going to easily score. It's just not, and it's just not the case. And I think a lot of Crosby's goal, a lot of his assists, he's just such a great facilitator on the power play. And they're right, right now at 13%, which is absolutely atrocious, horrendous. If you're going to be a playoff team and you have that type of number, I mean, that's exactly why the Penguins are not in playoff positioning because of the power play. Think about that. Like, I mean, they've lost a handful of games. It's over 10, maybe 15 one goal games. And that's one reason why. I mean, it's, it is the reason why. Do you think that this, the Pittsburgh media is part of the problem, too? In what this regard? This is why I say that. And this is why I say that. If this was New York, they would be getting slaughtered because they're not producing. And the, the superstars don't get enough abuse here. We need to give more abuse to the, the superstars. We're too damn nice to the Malkins and whatnot. It's time to give them the full Bronx treatment. Well, and, and chase him out of town or something. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I love the guy. Honestly, I you know here's my thought on it. We're it's February twentieth now. Football is over. The Penguins have the spotlight. This is their time. Everybody's got their eyes on them. The Pirates are in spring training. It's the first early portions of it. A lot of people are just kind of paying a little bit of attention to that before opening day comes around at the end of March. This is the Penguins' time to completely grab the spotlight, and everybody's watching. And there's going to be more heat on the Penguins because football is over and the Pirates aren't going yet, and Pitt basketball is going. There's a little bit of talk on that as well. But right now, it's, it's Penguin time. And I think the, right, heat the heat is going to continue to be ramped up. I'm going to bring my heat. You, you do it too, and we'll, 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 we'll rough, tough. 1980s style coach <laughs> coach them into being good. I appreciate the call. So there were some changes for the Penguins at practice yesterday. Line pairs, D pairs. So Crosby's running with Raquel and Brian Rust. So that that stays the same from what we saw in the game against the Kings, where Yarmir Yager took pregame skate with the Penguins. It would have been fantastic to see him play out there. So let me ask this at 412-928-9370. If Yarmir Yager played in the game yesterday, who would he be better than? Especially in this bottom six. Who would Yager be better than in terms of who the Penguins are deploying out there on the bottom six? Maybe you can throw Drew O'Connor in there. I think Drew O'Connor's had a decent year. Riley Smith, a lot of questions and a lot to be left desired there. How about Matthew Phillips, who was just acquired and played on the third line? He was running with Evgeny Malkin and Drew O'Connor on the second line at practice yesterday. Matthew Phillips. And Garmir Yager would not be better than Matthew Phillips. How about Colin White? Played a decent amount of games so far with the Penguins this year. Panzer 3-6-1 in their last 10. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Penguins should sign Yaramir Yager to a one-year deal for the rest of the year at 52 years old and have him go out there and play. But he's a star. He's one of the greatest of all time. And I truly do wonder, because he's still playing in check, 
how great he would be or how decent of a player he would be. Good morning. What's up? You're on the fam. Hey, good morning, Austin. What you got for me? Hey, I want to talk about Jesse Pugliarvi a little bit. Sure. I don't see any good with him being anywhere below the third line. That guy has the talent. He has the skill. And I do understand the load management aspect of it with his surgeries he's coming off of. Some, but it's time to play him up with Malkin. It, it's time. He does the physical things that you need on that line. And he can really cover up for a lot of the mistakes that you know Riley Smith is making by just not trying out there. Yeah, he only played six minutes. He was only on the ice for six minutes in the game against the Kings. Like, in terms of total ice time, Winnipeg is first game, 9.41. Minnesota, 11 minutes. Winnipeg, 14 minutes. Florida, 14 and a half. And then over the last couple of games, it's dipped. Chicago, 10 and a half, and only six against the Kings. Kind of wonder why. Now You when, notice him when he's out there, though. You definitely notice him when he's on the ice. Oh, he's a huge presence in terms of just the physical stature of the way he plays. And he's somebody that's not afraid to lay the lumber on the boards and let somebody know that he's there. Absolutely. And that's drastically missing all over this team. And that, that's another thing because this team has had so many issues. And I don't know if Paul Jari's going to be the type of guy to be a Tom Wilson type or be a type of guy, like a Graves type, like the Penguins had years ago. Somebody who's going to be able to protect the Stars because they're the ones that have kind of had to take things into their own their own hands whenever guys are roughing them up on other teams. He, was running, he wasn't running with any of the, the pairings at, at, at sad, all, any of the lines. It, 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 it's sad, man, to see the way they've mismanaged this because this is Sullivan's way. Now, Foley Arvey was coming back off these surgeries and – trying to you know prove what he can do and he was five foot nine 175 pounds he'd be on the top line it's just the way sullivan wants to put these type body types in these spots and it's infuriating yeah he's six four he's 25 years old 2016 first round pick fourth overall by the oilers there's talent there i mean the oilers obviously knew it it hasn't really worked out the injury was a major concern but he was running with John Ludwig as an extra pair as the lines were Crosby, Raquel, Rust, Malkin, O'Connor, Phillips, uh, Eller, Pustinen, and Riley Smith. So Riley Smith was bumped down to the third line. Jeff Carter with Harkins and White. You can't tell me that he can't factor in even on that fourth line where Colin White and Harkins had to be thrown in there. And Jansen Harkins has been fine, but I don't know. You signed into a two-year deal. Maybe, maybe more so for next year they're looking to project for that. But it's still February. You have a couple months left. Why not ramp them up? Harkins and White are not NHLers. Nope, not. No. They're kind of that fringe, like, quad A type of player, like in baseball, where they're, 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 oh, they're good in AAA. They play well at Indianapolis, but they come up to the Pirates and they're not very good. That's kind of what those guys are. Absolutely. All right, man, have a good day. Appreciate the call. 412-928-9370. You want to chime in on the Penguins? You want to chime in on Pitt? So, I was talking about the net rankings and gave a little bit of an explanation as to what the net, the net ranking, the net rankings, easy for me to say, have to play into a factor for Pitt. So, Pitt is 17-8 and eight overall. They're 6-2 and two on the road this year. How about this? Pitt is 10-5 and five at home. Pitt has lost some games that they should grab at home. They're three and four, quad one. They're one and two, quad two, and they're five and two in quad three. 
What do you think of Pitt? What do you think of the Penguins? I was going to talk Penguins in the next segment, but everybody was so anxious to talk Pens. Let's do it. Let's talk more Penguins at 412-928-9370. Your thoughts on what we got to see moving forward with the Penguins? The Fanway Morning Show for the Average Joe, presented by CJR Wholesale, where the Average Joe buys like a pro. CJR Wholesale. More Pens, more Pitt coming up next here. Austin Bexel with you, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fanoy Morning Show, Austin Bechtold with you here on Sports Radio 93.7. The Fan, Penguins tonight against the Islanders, Pitt Basketball against Wake Forest, Steelers, Justin Fields. It feels like a broken record at this point. Doesn't seem like there's eh, maybe too much of a possibility that the Steelers are really even interested in Justin Fields. Now, Jerry Dulac did say that Mike Tomlin really likes Fields, and if he would have fallen to the Steelers in the draft, he ended up going 11th overall, the Steelers probably would have taken him, which is kind of fascinating to hear. And that just how much they like Justin Fields over all the quarterbacks in that draft class and see how much of a possibility that might be. Also, the Pirates spring training. A lot going on. Chuck is in Plum. Wants to talk about the Penguins. What's going on, Chuck? Good morning, Austin. Hey, I, I just I want to preface my statement by saying that I think the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup in 16 and 17, uh, Mike Sullivan had a huge role. Um, that being said, you know, in the the way hockey goes, where, where uh, voices go stale, 
I think we're experiencing that now. Um, I, I, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but imagine this team with uh, Tortorella behind the bench. Um, you know, the, the the building may have burned down and <laughs> there may have been casualties, but um, I, I can't believe we would have seen the same sort of stale product of the power play. I mean, there would have been there would have been a bloodletting, I think, over the power play. Yeah, but, that uh, would have been a, a significant shakeup. I mean, think about just overall, and I think this is something that the Penguins want to avoid. I don't know if Mike, I don't know if this is the case for Mike Sullivan, but Tortorella would have no problem whatsoever just ripping into Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Latang, Carlson. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's what they need, Chuck. Maybe that's the issue with this team that they don't have as much. Uh, they don't have as big of a voice forcibly pushing them in the right direction. I don't know because Crosby's a great leader. Is he as great as a vocal leader as we've seen others in this city? Maybe not, but is that what's really holding this team back? I don't know. Well, well, that in a combination with that, the one thing that I that I that I don't understand is you know the, the bottom six. Um, I mean, they bring in guys, you know, good, good hockey guys, that solid players, honest hockey players. But, you know, they need about three or four guys that play with their hair on fire. Um, you know, that, do, that if you can't score a goal, and I know you don't get a lot of production on any NHL team from a bottom six player, you know, leave a footprint out there. I mean, you know, go 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 check the, the defensive pair or, or, you know, four check or get behind the goal uh, um, to just do something or, you know, cycle the puck, uh, take a physical toll on the other team. I, I just, you know, I don't see any of that with the bottom six. I I mean, I think you could bring in three guys that, that, that have no, no pedigree that could play and give you as much as they're getting from the really the bottom six, maybe the bottom eight or nine at this point. Chuck, appreciate the call. You know, I think back to when Mike Sullivan took over. That team was the walking dead. They had all kind of talent. They had players who, I mean, think about the the guys that they acquired later on during those 16 and 17 years, really in the beginning of those years as well. Here's a text. Speaking of the Pens, whose players did Sullivan win with? Are we going to try to make this seem like Mike Sullivan won with Mike Johnston's players? Or Dan Bowsma's players? Like the argument with Mike Tomlin winning with Bill Cowher's players? You know, Mike Sullivan turned this franchise around into a positive direction that they needed desperately when he took over. Mid-season, December, this team was once again fluttering, hovering just around the pack, kind of like they are now. And that woke them up. Now, you got to also remember, and it's <laughs> kind of hard to think about now, that was seven years ago. Eight years ago. It's been a while since Mike Sullivan's been here. And the other thing about those numbers, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, are still in their 20s. Late 20s, early 30s, but right in that range. And partly that's just what we're seeing with the Penguins is maybe age. Not from Crosby. 
Sometimes from Latang. A lot more from Malkin. So the Penguins have to decide for themselves. Do they keep Jake Gensel and decide to continue to try to hold on to hope and hope that someday, very soon, things finally change? Or is this the rebuild? If you want to think from a pure hockey perspective, a pure sports perspective, you trade get Jake Gensel, you get as much as you can for him, and you begin the rebuild and start trading off pieces because this thing is stale and not working. But if you want to think in terms of what might need to be the case, or at least what the Penguins might think needs to be the case, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, retirement in Pittsburgh, sticking around for their entire career, I just don't see them doing it. The pre-show is next. Crowley, Doran, Zeiss, here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 